Welcome to the Corporate Streets Podcast, and this is the only podcast that you ever need to listen to. This is the only media that you ever need to go to to get any of your information. This is Jaren. And this is TJ. Let's get right to it. What's Mm. good, man? What's going on with you? What's going on with me? Yeah. Uh, That was kind of (laughs) weird. Like, like, (laughs) like we just hopped on the phone or something. (laughs) Yeah, nah, we, oh, we shit, haven't man. we haven't really been talking, man. Just, you know, I'm, there was a time there was a time we used to talk like all the time every day, and uh-huh. then uh, we 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 start talking a little bit less because we start talking about all of our show content before the show, and we felt like you know we don't want to do that. And you've been you've been quite the busy guy, man. So you've been hard to get get in con you know in contact with. So been hard mm-hmm. to catch up with. You've been on you've been on trips and everything. You traveling. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, there was one interesting thing that happened recently. Uh, I took my kid to the barbershop um, because I I haven't had to go to the barbershop in 20 years now. But I still take my kids to the barber. And I was sitting there. We were sitting there waiting. And this lady walks in. And she like the way her hair was it like she just washed it or whatever she had it prepped so it can be cut and the person that she was waiting for that she came there to cut her hair the barber that she came to see was busy working on some other people and it looked like there might have been two people in front of her and she asked her it's like hey how long is it gonna take for you how many more people you got She's like, I got <laughs> Cause a, I ain't got, a, got all day. She's like, I got to curl this girl's hair. I got to curl that girl's hair. She's yeah. like, all right. So she sat there for a second, and there was another uh, female barber or beautician sitting there, and just kind of sitting there chilling. And she's like, you don't got nobody. And then she's like, nah. And so she went to her the, the original barber number one, and was like, hey, do you is it okay if she just go ahead and cut my hair? She was like, all right. And she went to barber number two to yeah. cut her hair and <laughs> it's so barbara number two did her thing and then she was like the uh, customer was like uh did you cut right here can you can you do this and she was just like just seemed to have a lot of extra little requests so i know barbara number two was like regretting ever taking that on <laughs> but i don't I, so but my thing was because i was kind of like whoa because I thought there was like um, like an etiquette with barbers and beauticians and whatever, and not necessarily amongst the, them. And maybe there is like an honor amongst barbers, but just as a customer, I wouldn't want to go to a different barber, especially in the same shop. Yeah, like go sit in somebody else's chair. What you scared? You scared up? Well. I thought, well, I know for guys, or at least I thought for guys, there was like a loyalty, like with that type of thing. Like, first of all, most most barbers now, you can make an appointment, so you shouldn't be yeah. sitting too long. Right. And even if you was, I mean, they might have a couple people in front of you. I mean, that's just a part of going to the barbershop. Is, yep. Is that, is that weight. But, yeah, I wouldn't go sit in somebody else's chair. I mean, unless it was like a crazy emergency, and even then... I, I'm not sure if I can do it. Hey, maybe maybe she was fed up with Barbara number one. You know what I'm saying? It was like, well, 
Oh, like fucking up the appointments and stuff. Yeah, because you say that you know with appointments, then you shouldn't be that long of a wait. But sometimes there are barbers out there. You got an appointment with them, and you there for an hour and a half. <laughs> it's almost like a doctor's office, and you like, come on, dog. I, I was here on time to do your part. You know what right. I'm saying? So uh, maybe she was tired of her screwing up the appointments, making her late, and she was like, "Well, I'm gonna go over to this next person." <laughs> but that barber number two, like you said. Man, I bet they regretted it because <laughs> they sitting there like, ah, another request. Oh, ah, what does right. she want? This one's picky. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's almost like uh, it's almost like, uh, you know how they how they used to do those uh wife swaps. You know those, those family swaps, whatever husband and wife yeah, they swap yeah. or whatever. And you just don't know what the gr- you don't know about the grief that that next door neighbor is living with, man. <laughs> right. Being married to that chick, as hot as she might be, or being married to that guy, as as hot as he might be, or as as much money as it looks like he has, or whatever it is. Or you don't or, know what extra. Grief. Or you might think like your your spouse is that bad or so damn bad, and you don't realize it until you get one that's that's worse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, as 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 far as the etiquette though. Barbers aren't supposed to be, and not saying that I know this from from a. Uh, I'm not a barber, but it seems like barbers are not just supposed to be hawking other people's clients, right? It's not like, oh, you you sitting there waiting on Jaren? Well, hey, I'm free. You can come to me now. You can't do that. And, and like they you said, do that they did. Yeah, that right. Didn't happen exactly. In and this case, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, and you know, in this case, it was the customer who, who yeah initiated this. Yeah, and and she what's the barber supposed to say? No, is the barber supposed to say? And she even asked. So right there, okay. So it's nice on on the surface that she asked, but I feel like like you spoke you spoke about like the the barber, the barber honor code. But is there not a code for customers? Like, would you do that? Uh, like you have a you go to the barber still? Not just sitting there. Yeah, so I, I I go to the I go to the barber and I gotta take I gotta take all the, I got three boys, so I take the three boys. So it's four of us that go get haircuts. And actually, uh, just this past weekend, or just yesterday, <laughs> uh, all of us had to go. And I don't like sitting there. If all of us go, the four of us for four haircuts, we'll be there in like two, two and a half, three hours. So I went one day. Uh, my son went earlier than I did, so I didn't have to wait on him. My wife dropped him off. So I went to go pick him up, but got my haircut, and then the next day I got the other two younger kids' haircut. And that's okay. how I did it. But to to do you do one talk barber? about your point, yeah, same barber. We all go the same. We all go the okay. same guy. And I do feel that sense of loyalty. I mean, I've been going to this cat since two thousand nine, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. It's been like nine, ten years I've been going to him, and I've only been cut by any by another person in that barbershop maybe two times. And both times, my uh, my original barber wasn't there, whether he was on vacay or he just wasn't there. So, so I've never still, looked him so, in his so face. It was still the same barber shop, at least. Yeah, and it was the same barber shop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, if you now if you go to another barber shop and you just don't see that barber, that that barber's got to know. Maybe I lost him, or maybe homie trying to grow some dreads or something. Mm-hmm. But if you in the barber shop, you looking your barber in the face, and you like, yo, I'm gonna go to the cat to the left. You know what I'm saying? That I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't do that unless I was really in a rush and, and I see the other barber had space, which they usually don't cuz they're by appointment only so they're always booked up. But if another barber had space in the shop 
and my barber was an hour late and I had somewhere to be, I'd be like, yo, I can't wait. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to one of these cats over here. I, I do feel like I gotta let them know. Because I don't know. I feel like there's some type of bond where you give me a service and you can count on me to pay you. I know that I'm funding his lifestyle in a sense. This is his business and I'm one of his customers. So I do feel some type of loyalty. And to look him right in the face and be like, you just lost this $16 or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. that That's pretty rough. Yeah. What, like when you, when you switch from iPhone to some type of Android power phone, you're not looking Tim Cook in the face and be like, yo, I'm going over here to Google. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to go get this pixel right here. Like right. you don't, you don't get to see, you don't see that when you, when you don't go to Best Buy to go get whatever product you're getting and you choose to go somewhere else. You don't get to see the CEO of Best Buy, you know what I'm saying? But this person is a small business owner. You look at him in the face and you go into the next business in front of his face. So that's right. And then Best bold. Buy and, and, and Google and Apple, they don't know your kids' names. Well, right. And, you know, like at least not when they walk in and they might, you know, Google might know your kids' names. <laughs> Be spying. <laughs> they know everybody's names. Right. Yeah. But yeah, they, they don't know you. They just know, you know, they know you as a number and stuff, you know, so. Yeah. I, I would say it, it, it has to be a lot more difficult. <laughs> yo, yo and just think about that, though. You are you are literally taking your business to the next business that's two feet away. Yeah, so those he are gets many to businesses. see the whole yeah. transaction. Yeah. <laughs> right I don't face. think anywhere else that you can you, you can get something like that where the I business mean, is literally two feet away. There, there was a girl uh, I was dating, and she would take her son like to whatever barber. Like there was like zero loyalty, and I'm just like, dang, like you know that's not right, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, and so I had, you know, after seeing that, I had to teach my my own kids. Like, look, you go to one barber, like you can't just go to the next chair just because it's open that person is going to sit they need to step their game up if they got time to sit and read a magazine but your yeah. barber if your barber's popping there's a reason so keep going to that barber yeah man other than that uh so something happened to me uh over the past week so my grandmother passed and uh i'm not gonna make this super sad so don't worry you know what i'm saying sorry to hear that man <laughs> yeah appreciate appreciate it um and she she lived a long life she was in her 70s i believe she was uh 77 and she had a stroke about 11 years ago actually on the day that she passed it was her 11th year it was the turning to be the 11th year that she had the stroke that left her paralyzed on one side mm -hmm. and so i mean she had been living a different life for 11 years and so that's a long time to hold on and not be the same, you know, that that you was. You know, it's one thing to be walking and talking and doing what you do. And then some uh, some health ailment occurs, some health event occurs, and then it totally changes what you're doing and how you get to live. You know what I'm saying? And, and you go from living and enjoying your life to just surviving, as as one of my homeboys put it, homeboy Sutton. Uh uh, he he was saying that uh, some that was the same with his grandmother as well, where wasn't living anymore. You were just kind of surviving, so um, it wasn't really really sad for me. Uh, <clears throat> but um, you know, it wasn't really sad, meaning that I understood that. What do you mean? That, it wasn't. Yeah, let me explain. It wasn't really really sad because I knew that you know 
she had been living this altered life for so long and I, I know it wasn't just pain free and the same way that I get up and get to do what I want to do and enjoy life and enjoy the sun and have fun and eat what I want and drink what I want and do what I want when I want. She wasn't she didn't have that. And her health was just deteriorating over time. And so I, I would I could tell that she was growing tired of how, how it was for her. You know what I'm saying? And so right. I had a lot of opportunities to tell her how I felt about her and uh, and had a lot of opportunities to sit and. And chill with her and kick it with her and she got to see her great grandkids and all that good stuff so that her her time has come man you know what and so i guess the reason i brought that up is that i was thinking about how people can be so selfish you know when you don't want family members to pass on you don't want them to transition on and you just want them to be there because you're here and you want them to be there and you're like man that's my grandma i wish she didn't have to go but grandma's living a different life, man. And it, and it was struggle city. It was hard. It was painful. And she wasn't who she was 11 years ago. And I'm pretty sure that had to be hard for her. So I had to let that go, you know, um, so I wouldn't be one of those one of those selfish types. I had to realize that it's selfish of me to want her to stay and live in those conditions. You know what I'm saying? Right. Have you ever have you ever thought about that or felt that kind of way? um i couldn't say that i really have um as far as like you mean just like the selfish thing or yeah yeah have you, have you thought about it like that or am i crazy for thinking of it like that uh well i guess i kind of i mean i've i've been in in classes where they talked about grieving and that type of thing and i've been to enough funerals to where um you know, I, I've basically picked up along the line, uh, along along the way that grieving and funerals are for the living. Yep. It's, 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 I guess, like you said, it's kind of a selfish thing for, you know, just, just so you can, it can help, you know, the people that are living kind of get past, you know, the closure. Loss. They can get some closure, get some right? Closure. Yeah, um, it's it's like oh this is the this is really the last time everybody we're gonna get together. What do you think about funerals and then, anyway? And then, and then oh. if you, well, I was gonna say and then if you you know are a believer in, in you know in religion, um, well in Christianity, you 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 you're you should find comfort that now this person is with God, they're in heaven, they're in a better place, a truly better place. Yeah. Um, and you know, in whatever other religion you might be, you know, maybe they came back as a butterfly, whatever, you know, whatever you believe. Yeah, so. whatever you believe, right? So, what do I think about funerals? Yeah, what do you think about funerals? Do, you, do and when I when I say that, I mean in the sense of, do you go to all funerals? Do you feel like, uh, you know, I don't really funerals are really not my thing. Funerals and memorials and such. What do you think about those? Um, I'm that person who. It depends on who it is for the most part. But I'm the person who would be willing to go to a wake mm -hmm. and not the funeral, especially when it's not like somebody who was super duper close to me. Or if it wasn't like a family, like a, a close relative. Gotcha. Uh, so in that case, do you feel like uh, for close family members and relatives, it's a must. But people like maybe a coworker or something that might have passed, you would you would attend their wake, but you wouldn't go to something as personal as the funeral. Is that how you it, look at it? It depends on the coworker. Is for coworkers, it's either I'm gonna go or I'm not. 
So, okay. like, if there's a coworker who wasn't in my group, I wouldn't even go to the wait for, for yep. them. Because, I, you know, I didn't talk to them, you know. Yep. Uh, if it's somebody I knew, like, who was in my group, who I spoke to, I would go to their funeral. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. If it was, say... Uh, I had a say if I had a friend and it was like their m- parent or brother or sister. Uh, it depends on how close of a friend it was. Yeah. So, like, even one of my best friends, if it was their sister or something like that, I would go to that funeral. Gotcha. If it's their grandmother, I probably wouldn't go to that funeral or wake. Gotcha. Okay. I feel that. If it's like I mean, a, if it's like an old friend, like one of my school, like people I grew up with, like uh, my guy Mike, he passed away. I didn't go to his funeral. I wanted to go to the wake, but just the timing. It was like on a Tuesday. They didn't even have. I think it was like on the same day or something. Or yeah, it was like during the day on a Tuesday. I I couldn't go. Okay. Then you have to take vacation. Right. And the person's okay. dead, and they're still gonna be dead whether you take vacation or not. So. Okay, okay. I was asking because I'm in a weird place right now. About I haven't had a whole bunch of people pass uh, uh, super close to me recently. Me, me being an adult and having the 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 ability to choose if I want to attend or not. So obviously, I'm gonna go to my grandmother's memorial. But I was I was just thinking about I don't really care for. going to sad events you know what i'm saying i mean it's, it's mm. going to be a sad thing and so i was just thinking about what do i think about funerals and and do i feel like because i know people say that you pay your last respects right that's your way to pay your last respects um but does it have to be like i mean the last time you saw a person uh, the last time i got to talk to my grandmother i, I told her you know that i love her and i got off the phone with her and that was the last time she talked to anybody and at least I got a chance to tell her how I felt and she knew how I felt. Um, you know, no matter how, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Uh, um, perfunctory. Yeah, no matter how perfunctory it might sound to be like, I love you. You know, people take it as, oh, that's just a procedure that you say when you get off the phone. But I was able to say that and I truly meant it. And I didn't know that she was going to go right after that. But. I got to experience that time and she know how I felt. So technically for me and my own closure, if we're talking about closure and maybe I'm just a weirdo and my emotions are all jacked up or something, but I'm fine with that. I'm fine with having that, that moment and having that closure. Now, had I not been able to talk to her or had I not been able to see her and it had been years or months or whatever the case, I would feel, I would probably feel a little bit differently and feel like I need to do something extra for closure. Yeah. So, so um i'm pretty sure kanye didn't come up with this so i'm gonna go ahead and give it to him because i'm a kanye uh fan <laughs> slash stan. okay uh, kanye you gotta stan. People, go ahead you gotta, you gotta give people the the roses why they can still why smell they can them. still smell them exactly and, and and so when you do that like in your case i had a similar case from one of my good friends she just randomly passed away but and i think it's one of those weird things like you hear about this happening where when people are about to pass away, I don't know if the Grim Reaper comes and talks to them or whatever happens, but they kind of do things. And they move in a way where it seems like they knew they were about to die. That's just well, crazy. That's and, crazy. Yeah. And, and well, in this case, 
I came, I went to my friend, like she, she, she worked at my company. And so I sent her this message. Basically, I think I said to her, you're lucky to have like, this is a blessing that you know me kind of thing. Uh-huh. Like I told her, she's lucky that I'm her friend. What a like, dick. Like, <laughs> like you normally would say, I'm lucky to have you as a friend. Yeah, but I told yeah. her, she's lucky to have me as a friend. Right. Yeah, what a dick move. But go and, ahead. No, it, but, you know, she knows my humor, and it was basically <laughs> just letting her know, you know, I appreciate her, and, you know, whatever. You know, and that was yeah. one of the last messages I sent to her. So yeah, I got dope. to say that to yeah. her. And it's not like I do that. I, I would do that all the time. But for whatever reason... Something moved me that day to do that. So that's crazy how that works. So so uh, again, that's just giving someone uh, the flowers while they can still smell them. So when you when you like you, I don't know what that big ass word you said perfunctory perfume yeah. run, fr- perfume factory. <laughs> um, when you when you doing your your perfume factory thing, yeah, you know when you say somebody tell somebody you love them, you have to maybe just say it with some with some feeling behind it because that could be the last time so, so do you i mean because a lot of times it's like it's almost like pump faking right because you I said i love often. you and and they not what you say i said i don't say it that often oh, so, oh okay you don't say it that often yeah i said um you know what let me see i mean i said not- to my grandparents Every single time I get, <laughs> damn, that sounds fucked up. I said to my grandparents every single time I get off the phone with. So when I talk to my granny, I would say it every single time. Mm-hmm. And these in these last or this last year, it's meant a lot more to me because I just didn't know what the state of her health was gonna be. Mm-hmm. So it, I really meant it when I was saying it. Speaking of that, giving people their roses while they still smell them, dog. So, um, uh, some some months ago. There was a scare with my grandmother's health prior to her passing, obviously, some months ago. And it was like, yo, it's going to be any day now. And so we dropped everything to go down and go see her. And we went to go see her. And I was trying to give her her roses while she can still smell them. By the way, it's funny you brought that quote up because I just told my wife that uh, two days ago when I was telling her, man, I'm I'm really good on this whole memorial thing because I have gave her the roses while she can still smell them. That's, that's Kanye Kanye-isms <laughs> but anyway a um, couple like I said some, some months ago they said it was her you know that she was any day now we dropped right. everything we rushed out there to go see her and I tried giving her her roses while she gets to smell I'm like man granny I love you and I just told her <laughs> how, how I felt about her and how I appreciate her and everything and then I'm realizing that while I'm telling her this I'm thinking like how fucking sad is that to be to be lying there and somebody like all these people Just keep coming goodbye. up to you saying goodbyes, dog. And so instantly I felt I felt like a dick, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like she's she's lying there, man, and, and people are like telling their deepest dark you know, not darkest, their deepest uh heartfelt moments there, their deepest heartfelt uh feelings about, you know, what they what they have about you. And how could that possibly make her feel? I'm thinking to myself, man, that that can make somebody want to give up, you know? And so um, I told Granny, by the way, this is the last time I'm going to talk to you like that. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry for if it comes off in that kind of way, because I realized that, man, that could that could be that could 
th- that can really pull somebody down, man. Or you're basically telling them they're gonna die. It can also lift them up. I mean, there's like I I have a I had a great grandmother who lived to be 101. Okay. Shout out to those jeans, those family jeans. Right. At at her 100th birthday, they had a big thing, and Mm -hmm. she's sitting up there in front of all these people. You know, 100 something people there, and there's people coming in from like the uh, the little towns, like town local officials coming in giving her these placards and everybody's coming up and talking to her talking about her and she she's sitting right there i mean has her full you know senses there and it's not that they're talking like it's a funeral but they're saying things like you would say to about a person that's not there anymore they're telling these stories but she could still hear it and laugh about it and stuff I don't know. That seems so, slightly different because that was a full celebration. It, it wasn't like, on her deathbed, you know. So it's not <laughs> right. that. Yeah, it's not that. So I do recognize the difference there. I guess it just depends on how you bring it, and True. like the, the the person that's that's coming to talk to her. Yeah, you know, if you if you come and talk to him, like man, I, I always appreciated you and stuff, and and you know, you did, you were so great to me. <laughs> you know, you were, so <laughs> you know, that you start like, talking about him in past tense, dog. <laughs> like, they on, are still right here listening to you. <laughs> now, if you oh, talk man. about like, if like, I don't know, this is, this sounds like the perfect thing to do. But, you know, if you go and chat with them and talk about like an old story, you know, that you found funny from back then or old memory and that they can kind of laugh about, you know. Maybe we're not Damn, all dog. the best Where were you months ago, dog? That that could have really helped me. Where were you months ago, dog? Because I know, felt like I, I, I did it all that. wrong. Yeah. Yeah, you probably I, I thought about did. it all. I did it all wrong. Now, I didn't talk about her like she was in past tense. I didn't do that, Joe. So, Corporate Street's listener, top tip, do not talk to your family members like they in past tense, okay? Right. Even if they're on their deathbed. That is that would definitely tear them down. But I wanna say that you did bring up a good just even talking about we laughed about not talking about them in past tense, but that is a way that you can do it is let them know how you feel about them, but definitely in present tense. It's like, man, Granny, I appreciate you. I love you and and like you said, bring up a memory and just talk about those memories and bring up those moments and that'll help them remember those those fine memories and those fine thoughts and that that's a dope way to do it. Yeah. I wish we would have talked about this beforehand. That's why we got to talk more, Doc. Well, I'm sure somebody else, I mean, you know, someone else will pass one day. You're now, now you know. Now, now I'm ready. Now I'm ready. I appreciate that. I just got to put that into my, my mental, my mental roller deck, sir. Make sure I keep listening to the show over and over. I got to put a star by this show and, uh, and it'll help me when I got to talk to people who are, on their deathbed so there you boom alright there's no easy transition from that however we finna move on to what is going on in your country homie what's up with your America bro and Donald Trump's America the same moment. <laughs> no this is your America dog you pledged allegiance to that flag millions of times when you was in school I know you did cause this, is, this is this is Trump's America As, uh, <laughs> speaking of Trump real quick um I was doing this. Uh, I went to Chicago this past weekend. I was doing this uh, scavenger hunt, and they said take a picture of a glass building. And I look up, and it's the Trump Tower. And 
and you take a picture and you have to make a caption i'm like make um buildings classically make buildings glass again okay that's the caption that tagline can work with a, a lot of things i don't want to say anything you can work with a lot of things and he created that man we can thank donald for that we can thank the donald <laughs> but yeah but yeah i mean this this i don't know it just seems like everything just just is just wild right now i mean it's a it's a lot of the same you know a lot of the same things that's been going on schools getting shot up police shooting black people you know uh homemade terrorists that are just troubled people and whatever it's a lot of that same shit man you know what so. what you saying that though um i know a lot of us uh are are not happy with the way trump came storming in right there's a lot of people who aren't happy about the way he came in and there's a lot of people who aren't happy at the fact that he won but you know what? It's really the same shit that was happening that's been oh, happening. Oh, I was going to say, don't get it fucked up. This ain't Trump's fault. Mike, <laughs> right. Mike, Mike Brown didn't get shot under Trump's watch. Right. Uh, Columbine didn't happen under Trump's watch. Nope. You know what I'm saying? Tim McVeigh wasn't under Trump's watch. Nope. You know, Sandy Hook wasn't under Trump's watch. 9-11 wasn't under Trump's watch. Yeah. So, so I'm certainly So there we go. We got, we got people getting shot. We got enormous black people getting shot we got schools getting shot and we got the bomb folks and terrorists and we got terrorists so all those things happen outside of Tr way before trump's watch and it's still happening today so i guess that ain't his fault right absolutely not <sighs> absolutely not you know what um i don't know i'm getting to the point where i almost don't want to talk about these uh these police shootings of people of unarmed citizens whether they're black white or whatever they are but uh because it almost seems like it's the same song and dance something happens they pick a person the person uh maybe they was involved maybe they weren't and police they have an opportunity to not shoot them and maybe they do feel for their lives and then they shoot but then it seems like they go overboard when they do shoot. And so it seems like, you know, those uh, those books, there's books and movies. How do, you, how do you go overboard when you shoot? Huh? What do you, you said they go overboard when they shoot. Oh, you mean that yeah. the act of shooting is overboard? Yeah, or the act of shooting is overboard. Or when you do start shooting, you go overboard. I'm, I'm talking about the viewpoints that people can have oh, okay. of these particular events. Gotcha right and so it seems like it's all the same it reminds me of those books and movies that you get to choose your ending you know what i'm saying you get to choose a b c d adventure. yeah yeah you could choose the adventure because it seems like there's only a few ways that these things go every single time it seems like it's we keep pressing the same button <laughs> for the same ending there's a couple things in the middle that change but it's the it's the same adventure every single time, and so. It's <laughs> but see, the, is you know the great thing about those books, you can actually choose, and you can like just keep your finger like on page thirty two and just go back if you see it's the end. Of, you know if it's fucking up, <laughs> right, right. And and you know really we can do the same thing now. We don't have to always choose the same ending, but. Yeah, it alas, keeps happening though. Alas, we keep happening. picking that same you know option b we know yeah. what's going to happen but all yeah. right so in this particular case um 
if you want to know the entire story, because we're just going to skim through uh, the the events, uh, there was there was some crime that was being committed where some windows were being broken. Um, police in were Arizo- in, I was going to say Arizona again. I don't know why I keep wanting to put this guy in Arizona, in Sacramento, um, right? Yeah, they were in Sacramento. Okay. They were in Sacramento. Some windows were being broken. Um, from what I read, um, my, I was reading a Washington Post uh, article, and from what I read, it seems like there was a helicopter. There was a helicopter on it already, and the helicopter yep. can see um, this person. I watched, yeah, I watched the video. They had the thermal joint going, so you could see him clear, clear as day. Yep. Okay. You see the. You can see the. You can see this person. Yeah. Yeah. You can see a person, right? I didn't see the video. I didn't catch the video. I guess mm-hmm. I need to catch that. Yeah. Um. Oh well, maybe you could tell the story better than me. Um. So the helicopter saw the person. Police were on hot pursuit of what they thought was the person. They ended up. Uh. And let me know if I'm missing something. They ended up in uh in the backyard. There was a young man who was like 22 years old. Uh. They told from what I read. They told him to um. They what did they tell him not to freeze? So That's so so the, so they so like okay so the helicopter where I saw the video pickup helicopter is already trained on on a person. Yep. And you could see the person just kind of walking. They didn't seem to really be in a particular rush. And the helicopter pilot observes them stopping by like a van or something and looking in the window. Yep. And that you could see the two police, you know, kind of closing in on them. And the police, you know, they yell out something, you know, like they probably did say freeze or something like that. Guy takes off. He starts running and he runs to his house, which was his grandma's house. And that's where he was living. Yeah. And they give him the order, you know, to, you know, put his hands up. There you go. You know, That's don't move was. kind of thing. Yep. And so this Show is me your hands unfor- is what they say. So, so, so this is where it's unfortunate, right? Yeah. Just the perfect, um, just coincidence of bullshit. Yeah. So it's nighttime. Um, the only light that you can see are the, from the police lights. Uh, they're, they're flashlights. And there's some ambient light, you know, in the backyards from, you know, porches or whatever. But you can never, from the video I saw, you can never see the actual guy running around, right? And then, and so when the shooting happens, you know, they say, you know, put your hands up. Then they go, gun, gun, gun. And then you hear bang, bang, bang. And you hear, you know, what turns out to be 20 gunshots. You never see the, the guy getting hit. Uh, I don't even recall seeing muzzle flashes. I mean, you don't really see anything. Um, so then you go to the helicopter's perspective. Helicopters, I guess, I don't know, just by the way that they, they operate, they have to kind of fly in circles. It's probably the best way for them to kind of trail trail someone. Right, right. And so... Because the helicopter obviously moves at a higher rate of speed. They right. have direct points, right? So they can go straight. So, they can get fat. They can get somewhere faster. So they but they can't. But they can't just hover slowly in the perfect position. And plus, right. they're plus these this guy. He's he's cutting in and out of yards, and so they're just kind of circling. But you know, tracking them very well. And so, 
the unfortunate part is he was slightly behind a building the building like even if you if you um synced up the the two videos you can never really see what happens right as they start shooting so you can't ever see if his hands moved in a way that it seemed like he was pointing at them even if he was pointing at like doing a selfie video or something he might have been you know making a selfie you know right, doing a Facebook right. he might have been doing it for the grandfather yeah yeah exactly and that in nighttime could look like you're pointing at him but either way uh, that doesn't matter just yet so you see the helicopter now the helicopter does show where the two cops are coming around the corner and it shows the guy now I can't tell if he's starting to lay down. It's the way it looked to me at the incident that they started shooting. He started putting his hands down on the ground is what it looked like. Yeah. Like to me, if you're getting shot, you just fall down, right? You wouldn't have the opportunity to kind of go knee, knee, hand, hand, and then fall to the ground. I well, guess, so I'm watching. Shooting, I'm watching a video. I'm watching a video right now. Right? Yeah, I'm watching a video right now, and they're literally like they're the on the side of. The, they're like the on bullets. the side of the house. Yeah, they're on the side of the house, and he's like on around that corner. So yeah. if they if they peek around the corner, they can see him, and he can see them, and so they're trying to they're trying to take cover. What looks like maybe to protect themselves. Yeah, to yeah, stay yeah. around that corner, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, and so, so do you see the part where his hands go down though? Yeah. And it, it, that's just not the way you would imagine somebody who's getting shot would fall to the ground, right? Nah, nah. I mean, unless, I, I don't so, know. It's almost it dep- like it depends on how you're getting hit. I, I don't know. You know, okay. all, all I have to go off of are movies and video games and who's to say that that's how people fall when they get hit and that's what happens when you get shot. I I can't say. And, and, and then, again, then you see him get shot some more and they're still shooting as he's already laying on the ground. And yeah. you can see the bullets hitting the ground. Right. Kind yeah, of behind him. You you can see the flashes from the from the from from the gunfire. And so well, even even the where the bullets are hitting, you can see that behind him, right? Uh, oh, okay. scene, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. You're right. You can. So yes. And so there's some outrage out there, right? Obviously, because when they walked, oh, so that was another thing too. They 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 walked up. They didn't see the, they being the police walked up. Well, they they called apparently, and according to the article, they called out to him because they were they wanted they were talking about getting him some help, but they need to make sure that he was unarmed and you know that he was down. Basically, he was waving the white flag. Uh, they're still parking no, out orders yeah yeah so there was no reply so they walked up and they saw that homie was down they didn't well, see a gun and, and, and this is only after i mean it, it seemed like it must have been about 10 minutes that they yeah. just sat back the the two initial responding cops yeah they just sat back until backup arrived right and it wasn't until backup arrived when they finally approached. And they were asking him, are you okay? He said, let us know if you're okay before we come up. You know, like, you could tell she misspoke the the, the one cop who was asked him, was he okay? Yeah. And like, yeah, you're probably not okay after getting hit 20 times. Exactly. Exactly. Was he hit 20 times or was it just he was 20 times? He was shot 20 times. But he was shot. I'm assuming, okay. I'm assuming he was hit uh, at least a couple of times. Yeah. Okay. 
So there's some outrage about the amount of shots, um, and also uh, when they walked up to the young man, they they saw that you know there was no gun. They they saw what the situation was. They was like mute. They cut the camera and cut the volume. And so, they also still handcuffed them, which I'm, I'm assuming is police protocol. Because I've seen probably. that happen before, you know, yeah. where somebody's shot and they still handcuff them. So this is definitely this is definitely a sad story. I mean, even if he is the guy breaking windows and uh, so, you know me, I, I said it before. I can't I can't jump on. I can't jump on just a little bit of piece of information. I can't jump on any wagon either way. But just looking at it in the worst case scenario, let's say he is the guy that's uh, that's breaking out the windows. He wouldn't have deserved to die because of that. Um, so definitely this is a tough situation for his family. But on the flip side, though, uh, I do understand from a cop perspective at night and you're chasing a person down and who you think is a suspect and you don't know what they're capable of. Dude, this has got to be rough, but um, ugh, it's, it's tough, man. It's tough. But I understand the outrage, though. I understand why people are upset. But people are saying some things that are a little outrageous, though. People saying things like, you know, shouldn't cops, you know, have some type of a protocol where maybe they could just fire a couple shots and then stop and then see how everything is going and then maybe fire a couple more. You shouldn't shouldn't shoot 20 shots. Right. And that's hard to say if you're not in the situation. That's really hard to say. Yeah, and and they also say, you know, shoot a warning shot. That the 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 problem with that is that just doesn't happen in real life. Warning nah. shots is not something that people actually do. And you know, I know they say, you know, I'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by 6. These yep. people are trying to make it home that night. Yep. But it is kind of unsettling that it kind of always happens in this kind of way where the guy's unarmed i mean we've seen it multiple multiple times or the guy is complying in this case it seems like he was pretty much giving up yeah you know and he still got shot dead um the homie philando castile and you know he was i i while doing this, I was researching all this stuff. I was seeing all these guys' videos. You know, Philando got shot. And he was like, sir, now I just have to let you know, I, I, I do have my firearm. I have a, a license to carry. And he still got gunned down. That's so stupid. That is That, shouldn't, that should not happen. Yeah, I don't what, know, that's what, I don't know what made that policeman seat. feel so fearful. That's crazy. Um you know there, the i don't understand that one at all like so this one i can understand what the fear could be like from a police yeah, that was broad daylight on that one yeah yeah the, i can understand the fear at nighttime and you're chasing this person down and you're on one side and they're on the other side this is real life grand theft auto right now you don't know what's gonna happen you don't know if they got a rocket launcher you don't know if they got homeboys around the corner you don't know what they got you don't know what's happening so so, but do you shoot them because they might have something? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Do police need to be walking around with night vision goggles? I mean, that's not, obviously not practical. 
you know, because you, <laughs> then, then you can blind them. Right. <laughs> I was just going to say, you flash a <laughs> flashlight and then, <laughs> you know, so that doesn't work. Yeah. No. So uh, you, you're bringing up a good point that I was going to say is that maybe the weaponry that police have, like the, the things that they have available to them is just not enough. Like if all you have is the brute force gun, maybe that's not enough. Maybe they need devices that allows them to look around corners. They have the helicopter tracking on homie already. Do they need people on foot chasing them down? You know, they really don't. They really don't. You you see that all the time. Well, so like you said, like so you got the you got the the chopper. He has it under control. He's he's tracking them. I mean, I've seen where the 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 guy in the helicopter kind of leads them in, which he kind of did. That's what he was doing. Yeah, he was calling. He was he was calling out the guy's location, like a good Call of Duty teammate is supposed to do. Yep, and it was just them two. So, do they wait for backup? You know, for the guy to go hold up in his house and get armed? I mean, I guess you can't do that. But I mean, do they just hold a mirror? Do they hold a mirror out? You know, you just put your hand out there with the mirror and see if he's on around. You know, you check your corners that way. But I'm even then, sure. even then, it's nighttime. So what is that mirror really going to show you, right? Yeah, it's not going to show you much. It's not going to show you much. So maybe just the whole method of it is just wrong to put actual people out there to chase people down that are breaking windows. Do you really need to chase homie down if you got him on a chopper? Like, for the most part, the chopper should be able to track to which house he gets to. And then you can bring the whole police force out. And then you can do your whole hostage negotiation thing or whatever you do in those type of situations or something so those two police people like that yeah. man and that woman don't have to feel like that their life is in danger but the hostage time. situation now you got a hostage and you you're getting an innocent person killed because they don't know it's his grandma's house it could have been a random house he was running into that's true and that's he takes true. hostages and he starts shooting you know a family now they're asking why didn't you kill him before he went and just took a, i'm not saying that this guy was going to do that I'm just saying hypothetically, if a, a guy's right. running into a house, you know, the cops are faced with, do you let him go in the house and, or, you know, in this random house and hold up? You know, you don't want that to happen either. I think there's times where we don't think about the feelings of um, of what the police officers go through, too. It's easy to say, well, you're a policeman. This is what you signed for. This is what you signed up for. This is your job. And, you know, if you're scared, then, then, then put up your badges. Uh, this particular case, it really is nighttime, and they're chasing an unknown. And if a, if they thought that they saw a gun, I don't know what possessed them to think that it was a gun. It's nighttime. I don't know what they saw to make them feel like it was a gun. Um, but they but, did it how they felt like was the best way. But why? And, I don't know though, man. I mean, it's it's a black male, and we can't ignore the fact that it's a yet another black male who was killed can't ignore that i agree and and so you know of course we're you know black people are fearful of the cops that's just how we are raised from day one i remember being a kid and being in the back seat and hiding when a cop comes i remember you know, doing was, that it too was, it was a game it's like oh man here go the cops and you hide for whatever reason yeah and and so like so basically i'm, I'm in i'm in uh black suspect 
training at this point you know even just you know we always hear the stories about you know a cop pulls up behind you and you get all nervous ain't did shit and that's real that happens to me all the time yesterday last night i'm driving home and i just came from a party i ain't been drinking or nothing i'm completely good i don't have a weapon i don't have drugs but i'm on Lindbergh, which is a main street it's nighttime. I'm in the, the uh, unincorporated part, so there's no lights or nothing. I was put my car, I put my cruise control on 45 and just drove down, you know, took my foot off the accelerator and just let the cruise control take it from there. Because yeah. I didn't want no reason for this cop to stop me. You definitely, you feel like you don't want no interactions extra, with the police. Exactly. And that's extra stuff that you have to do uh, or that you feel that you have to do. And so, like I said, we're scared of them, but they're scared of black people for whatever reason, you know, and I well, don't th- know this why. one. Okay, uh, would you attribute this one to being scared of black people? Like, do you know I that they knew most it? of them to? I mean, I don't know if they're in a black neighborhood. I don't know what the kind of neighborhood it was. Yeah. Um, the helicopter guy said he can't tell you know nothing about the guy other than he's wearing a hoodie yep and the 911 caller who called to report it man i can't remember if like they asked him was he black is he white <laughs> i would like to think they didn't say black first but uh they should be saying white first since that's the majority but right i'm gonna have to go listen to that so he asked were they black were they white were they asian were they hispanic and I want to say the guy said he didn't know. Yeah. I want okay. to say he I want to say he didn't know. Um, and so that's what I was getting at. Being so can that you it was attribute nighttime. this one? I don't really care about it being tribute. This one, man. It's just happening way too fucking much, dude. Regardless of if it was a black or a white guy. But since it was a black guy, it just seems like it happens way too much where this shit is happening to black guys. And I'm not like you said, you don't want to jump out and and jump on somebody's team. But what I do know is this isn't Mike Brown where he he might have attacked them or came at them. None of that shit happened. Right. Um, He had a cell phone. And from what it looked like, I mean, because like you saw the helicopter video, you really don't see that instant before the nah. shooting starts. So it's not ironic how that always happens. You can't. Yeah. I don't know how that lines up that way every single time. But. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it, it appears to be unbroken video, you know. So, yeah, it just so happened to line up that way. Um, what I do know is because I did do some some prepping for this. And I'm just looking at, like, all these people who get shot, you know, and what happens to these cops afterwards? And so, we, of course, with this one, we don't know what's going to happen with the cop. I'm going to jump out and say they're good. They fear for their yeah, life. Yeah, because there, there's been yeah. more. There's been more brutal and and more wrongdoing. <laughs> you know, there there's been more uh, bad judgment than this particular case. Yeah. And those so people course, got off. So I imagine. So of course, you, so of course, with Mike Brown, that guy. Uh, he didn't. Darren Wilson acquitted. Uh, Philando Castile 
found out the guy shot him found out guilty that's crazy um walter scott now this is the one where the guy was running away and he shot him in the back and he shot him in the fucking back that cop now i mean they had video of it he obviously was shot in the back i mean like this is like open and shut case to me he actually took a plea deal for and got was and pled guilty for using excessive force and he got sentenced to 20 years okay so he didn't even get the murder charge but he got sentenced to 20 years and of course he might he probably won't even do it that whole time right uh one one last one there was one in minneapolis now this was a, this is a little different black police officer who shot a white lady a uh, i think she was from australia so this lady is night just like this super dark they're in a dark alley and they got a call to come to this pl- to this spot and this is at the height of the police shootings mind you and they hear a loud noise at the back of the truck of the police car and then a person pops up at the driver's side the officer in the put in the driver in the passenger side opens fire across you know through the through the driver's uh, side window yeah kills this lady so this cop was a black police officer shoots a white lady and he was charged with for third degree murder and manslaughter okay not sure if he was sentenced yet but I'm just saying there's a difference there and it's nighttime he feared for his life they heard the bang they even even the uh the partner said he was startled yeah so everybody was startled in this situation <coughs> yet he gets charged so and this is the same in the same area as Philando Castillo got killed you know what I'm yeah. saying so yeah so it's just it's just weird to me that there is you know. a disparity there. Yeah. And yeah. and we're not even talking about the school shooting people yet, but we already know how that happens. Either those guys kill themselves or um the or they get taken in somehow. to custody. Right. Somehow. But they get but, taken but in. they can go shoot up entire churches of people praying. They can shoot up uh elementary schools, high schools, or whoever else, and these guys never get shot. Yeah. not by the police even this maryland guy he only he got shot but they even the guy who shot him said he only shot him when he turned the gun on himself so he was already about to kill himself too yeah so i just think it's fucked up man um when it's all said and done regardless of the of the situation you know he's talking about it's nighttime it's not always nighttime man the dude i just watched um what's the shit uh where they were in oakland the the guy that got shot got killed on the uh at the at the subway station oh i didn't see that one um is it is it called sunnyvale oh there's a sunnyvale california yep that's up uh, so the guy was at the station they were he was laying down the cops were you know about to arrest him or whatever shot him he they had it under control it was like three cops on him and they shot him 
What was that about? He was he was unarmed. It was just what like was it was story? like a, it was a fight on the subway. So his group was involved in the fight. The yep. cops pulled him off the train. They had the guy sitting down, and the guy who got shot, he kind of popped up. I don't know if he like popped up and was like talking shit to the cops or something. And then the cops, and this is all on video, <laughs> mind you. And this is old school uh, cell phone video, so it's not the best. But cops had him on the ground. And it's like like knee in the back and it's like hey you're suffocating them and they were just telling them don't resist don't resist and bang shot him hmm so you can shoot for resisting now hmm i didn't i don't know i can't wait to see so, how that falls out so man i, I know i just kind of went in a bit but it's really getting old i don't know what the fuck has to change like what needs to be done I don't have the answers. Like, I know they have the well, <laughs> I've seen videos of like the military have ways to check corners. I mean that that might help in this case, but in all these other cases, man, it just it just seems like like I'm not out here saying that innocent people are getting shot all the time, or unarmed people are getting shot all the time. Yeah, but we know it happens. Like we, we sat we sat on this same show. We talked about that chick, I forget her name, um, who oh, had like the shotgun about. and shit. Yep. Yep. I mean she walked out with a with a with a twelve gauge in her hand. Yeah. She and she was posting up videos talking about she hate cops. So I understand that one. You know, nobody got in trouble for that one. Yeah. But some of these other ones, man, <laughs> you know. So so apparently, uh, last year, 987 people were killed by police. 68 of them were unarmed. Yeah, of and, course. Yep. Yeah, um, so that's a little less than 10%. I guess that's about 7-8%. Uh, 30 were white, 20 were black, 13 were Hispanic. Mm -hmm. And so um, one might look and say, oh, man, look at the number, 30 were white. But if we look at the difference in population... 20 of them being black and 13 of them unarmed people being Hispanic. That's really, 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 really high number in comparison right. to the population. Right. 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 Um, it seems like do, uh, maybe it just wasn't being publicized before. Was it happening this much before? Like unarmed people getting shot? Absolutely. I'm sure it was. But like you said, it wasn't publicized. You didn't have social media. I mean, like with Philando Castile situation, I mean, there, that shit was on Facebook quick. So, yeah, like when you have the ability to do Facebook live and like people can do on the spot reporting and then sharing, you can't, you, like, can't, you, can't sharing, hide. you can't hide the shit now. Yeah, you know. exactly. And you, you share it up, right? Right. Once right. one person gets it, they share with their friend group. Walter Scott getting group. shot. You know, they can't hide this. They, they can't they can't bury it as just a little blip on the newspaper. You know, millions of people are seeing that within hours. So, yeah, they can't I, I, hide I'm looking at situations. it. The way I'm but looking at it. They still get away now, with it. I'm look the way I'm looking at it now, um I guess I'm just thinking about it just seems like not the right way to go about it just to send people after people with so many unknowns. I mean, we know so much about we know so much about the world because everybody's being spied on and we know it. I feel like there should be some type of better 
spying technology as far as when you're chasing an assailant like this this helicopter that was that was circling that was circling the block and watching this guy and tracking his every move why would you send two police officers to go chase after this one person which is putting their life in danger as well and now they got to make this split second decision and you can make the wrong decision unfortunately if you make the wrong decision there's nothing you can do about it the wrong decision could you you could be you walking out there all crazy and you getting shot down as a cop or the wrong decision could be you shooting at a person that you thought had a gun but you find that they have a cell phone and it just seems like those split the risk of those split second decisions <coughs> is wrong on both sides and it should be done differently somehow i don't know yeah i mean that that was that seemed like a lot of effort for somebody just breaking into a breaking car. windows right or breaking the windows it's not like he necessarily stole a car or nothing to call out the chopper to go investigate that must have been a slow night you know what i'm saying i i i, I don't know man you it's, know what that you know what that's a good point too why even why do you have a chopper out for that like why is that such why is it that big of a deal unless like is this the 10th time in the last week that has happened like is it happening that much like i wonder what the backstory is to that i don't know it's easy you know to be the monday morning quarterback and try to put all the pieces together and see if they should have did this or shouldn't have did that because remember these are split second decisions but it just i I don't know why they got choppers tracking guys who might have broke some windows in the car i mean there's people who I'm noticing like every once in a while there's some stupid kids around or they might be stupid adults that are spray paint spray painting like on on the side of buildings they're just tagging right mm-hmm. if you call a person ta- like would you bring a chopper out for a person tagging that you that you suspect for tagging or anything like right. that right. I don't know that that would seem like a whole lot to do because even if you did catch them it wouldn't be worth shooting them dead because they were tagging i don't know man and if a person is just breaking windows i don't know what they're looking for but i don't expect them to be shooting people down you know we have these um you know how criminal minds is all about the uh profiling people Mm -hmm. um i don't i don't get i don't see a person that's breaking windows going around shooting people not saying that they should just blindly think that this person doesn't have a, a weapon or nothing but i don't know it's Bro, they, it is tough. These, and it's, these, it seems like we we're putting we put those two we being police, um, we put those those cops at risk. Like, even if even if there was a potential that this person have a gun, you got these two cops chasing this person down where they can lose their life over some broken windows. Like, what about that? What about that perspective too, police? I don't know, man. Dog, I don't and know if that's like, worth it. These guys are shooting up like who are actually doing mass school shootings or mass shootings they not shooting them why they they don't shoot them they're running around with rifles and shit you know like why aren't they shooting these guys the people who actually are a threat to multiple people you know double digit numbers of people i wonder are there different teams so Check it. When I go, when I was going to my son's uh, high school freshman games, the referees there sucked balls. They couldn't call a call or say they life. They didn't know what a foul was. They didn't know what a travel was. Their calling was terrible. However, when varsity played, 
there was a different set of refs that came out. And when you were at certain games, like big games, there's a different set of refs that come out. And and the the going thing is that oh, the freshman refs they suck. You know, you, you don't you don't put your best refs for freshman the games freshman, you're yeah. for the varsity yep. games, right? Same thing with little league football. Like like the for the tiny kids, they got maybe one or two refs. And the older kids, you know, they bring out the whole fleet of refs, and you know, they take it a lot more serious. And and they have better, they're better experienced and everything, right? I wonder is the same thing happening in the street. I wonder is it the same thing? So these people that are going for the school shootings, when fifteen kids have been shot at a school, do you bring out just the local police force to handle that situation? Or are you calling on some type of higher authority with people they that come have out the more tactical training? people, the SWAT, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so the reason that those probably end a little different is because those people have different experience. These people who are walking the streets, the beat cops, these people, they don't have that kind of training. They're probably fresh out of school or been on the force for a year and a half. This is their first piece of action. This is the first time they had to chase somebody down. And this is the first time that their life has really been threatened in that kind of way. And maybe they're overreacting or maybe they're not reacting the same way that an experienced person would. It might be something as simple as, well, I don't want to make it simple, but it might be something like that where the difference is who do you actually have out there? Right. Because who the hell said bring a chopper out for broken windows and they're chasing this person down and and it seemed, I don't want to say it seemed rookie, but it, it seems like a more experienced group of cops would have handled that differently and a more tactical group of police officers would have handled that situation differently. And that's what that's what's being caught out to these school shootings. You're not taking these beat cops and sending them into the school to go uh, to go secure that school building. And the other and the other thing is, I guess all cops aren't created equal as far nah. as as far as, you know, you can't say the the way this cop handled this situation in some other state and you can't compare it to another situation and a different cop in a whole different state you right. know it's not you it's not always apples to apples with that not to give them too much credit or nah. to you know i think it's still fucked up no matter how you try to cut it yeah but, but that's the reason that i have a hard time and when we talked about this before i have a hard time just saying that man these cops are racist and they're trying to shoot black people i have a hard time with that because there's different cops in different states and the situations are different all cops aren't created equally i don't feel like that and maybe i'm just naive maybe i'm just i'm trying to overlook some stuff and i'm trying to be too positive i'm trying to be too optimistic but i don't feel like in these in all these i don't feel like in this situation they were set out to kill a black person I don't feel like this is this is the 30s or this is the or the 1800s, uh, you know, 1862 or something or 1849 when there was an, an escaped slave and they saw him and they saw a black face and they just started opening fire. I, I don't believe that that's what's happening in these cases. Uh, however, again, there is a disparity. I feel like it can be some of that, especially I mean. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this one that we're talking about in Sacramento. We're gonna put that to the side because I feel like that. Okay, we just gonna put that one to the side. It's it's, okay. it's fresh, it's new, and 
they do have the cloak of it being night. Now, these daytime motherfuckers, though, when you hear people saying, sir, um, you know, like, I think I was just watching a video with Trevor Noah talking about Philando Castile. And the whole time Philando Castile was doing exactly what he's supposed to do. And he's, he's somebody. He's res- being respectful. He's lawfully carrying a gun. And he still gets shot and killed. And even after this shooting happens, the girl, the girlfriend sitting right next to him while he's slumped over dying, she's still, she's not screaming or anything. She's still calling him, sir. Like, sir, you shot my boyfriend four times. You know, the baby ain't start screaming in the back. She's not screaming. Guess who's screaming? The cop. The cop was fucking shook. And Trevor Noah was like, and so I guess this is just goes to show that black people are trained better than the cops. Because we've been trained to, you know, always say sir and be respectful and all this shit. Right, and right. so she's so used to this happening. She just calmly pulled out her phone and starts recording the shit and still saying, sir, she ain't, you know, going crazy. Maybe she was in some sort of state of shock and maybe that's why she was that calm. But still even the kid who got you know snatched out the car and never started screaming yeah that's that that whole situation is just she that, didn't that freak out you know so <clears throat> ah man i'm just sick of the shit man yeah i'm sick i'm of just it sick too. of the shit fucking walter scott you know regardless of what his issue was running away i knew that was one of the first gun rules i've ever heard is that you can't shoot a person in the back right as a cop if a person's trying to run away, you can't shoot him. You shot him. I you mean, know, when it's I, just, it's when just I got my permit, when I got my permit, uh, that's one of the rules that uh, that I learned is that if a person's running away, you can't shoot them. Person broke into your house and they run away with your stuff, you can't go shooting them in the back because they're not they're not putting you in harm's way. And that's broad they daylight. They're man. not threatening. They're not threatening you. And so, you know, that's some movie shit. That's some shit in the movies where. A, a person is running away and you want to stop them from running so you shoot them that's yeah. that's wild yeah and i don't understand how they how they getting off on that and and like you said um and and while we're talking about the school shooters because we just had that school shooting recently um the way that that goes down in these cases is not like they're getting killed in the hell of bullets either you know what i'm saying no. they're not getting 20 25 30 shots put into them yeah, these are the people that should be getting shot up like that right because they're you don't know what they're gonna do and you know that they have a weapon for sure because they've already shot and killed people right right right. so speaking of uh shootings and school shootings ever since that that last school shooting that occurred there's been a lot of talk about gun reform and there's been a lot of talk about uh getting these automatic weapons off the streets right and we already talked about how an AR-15 is not an automatic weapon. Um, people are misinformed when they use the terminology, but uh, they want to get assault rifles off off of the streets. And there's also been talks about why is it so easy to get guns? And so apparently there was a march um, in DC over the weekend, and there was a lot of stars that were speaking, uh, actors and actresses that were speaking out 
a lot of activists that were speaking out. There were uh, students who were at the schools. They were giving speeches, you know, who, at, who, who was involved in the school shooting. Uh, they were giving speeches. There were a lot of people out there supporting that movement. And I just caught like a, a, a piece of it. That's had the walkout thing, right? Uh, yep. Yep, exactly. Did your son just, do that? Uh, no, no, he okay. didn't. Um, Did they do it at his school? Do you know? No, they didn't have it at his school. Okay. No. So they had the walkout thing. I just read about that. I didn't hear anything about that. Like, I didn't get any literature about it. I, I didn't know about it happening until it happened. <laughs> So I didn't know about that. Did did you guys hear about it at all? Yeah, I knew about it. Okay, uh, before it happened, like, did were, the, were your uh, schools participating in in it out there? Yeah, I think just like on my way to work or something. Um, plus, I get the AP uh, news alerts. But oh, okay. at some at some point, I did I, I was I, I did know that there was going to be some walkout scheduled for seventeen minutes. So I didn't know about that. And so I caught a I caught a glimpse of um, this activity that was happening in, in, in D.C. And I'm just thinking about I wonder where all this is going to go, because there is that Second Amendment where we have the right to bear arms. It's a constitutional right. And so what what can you do? What, what can really be done? Um. I guess you can make the process more difficult. You could definitely do that. You can. In, uh, Chris Rock had a joke back in the day where he said uh, there wouldn't be no. And I'm chopping up the joke right now, so go check it out if you want to hear it. But basically, there wouldn't be no accidental shootings if bullets cost five thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? If bullets right. were super duper expensive, people would be paying attention to where all those bullets go they'll be keeping track of them and there right. there wouldn't be a lot of people that had a bunch of bullets lying around because they cost too much yeah they already so, cost too much to me but <laughs> i mean i guess uh they're not they're not cheap. It's not yeah yeah they're, they're not cheap anymore but i mean if you want to save some money and go get some bullets you can you can save you know you can not buy a couple cigars and not buy a couple beers and go buy you as many rounds as you want to buy right but if you made them crazy expensive, like $5,000 a round, <laughs> duh, <laughs> that would be crazy. 10 rounds cost you $50,000. Man, you wouldn't, un you wouldn't, there would be no uh, unarmed, you know what I'm saying, shooting people that were unarmed. There'll be no accidental shootings. There'll be none of this. I shot my friend on accident. There'll be well, none of this. People, oh, my people, kids got a hold of their gun. It probably be more accidents because people just start making their own bullets. And I know you can do that. There, you have the ability, or like to, um, was it like basically uh, repack shells or whatever? Yeah, yeah. And then you can do that kind of thing. Oh so. yeah, you know what? There'll be a whole black market for it. There'll huh? be a black market for it. Yeah. So. <laughs> so it, yeah so that'd be rough but anyway what i was getting at is i don't know what they could possibly do for a gun reform i mean I, I guess the best thing you can do is just try to make it more difficult but um i don't know they talk about these autumn these automatic weapons and automatic rifles and what they really mean is semi-automatic but you take you take some of these guns off the market um or make them not available you can still buy a shotgun and that can critically injure and and fatally injure people you know what i'm saying and so if i can't get an ar-15 i can go get a shotgun if i can't go get a shotgun i can get a nine millimeter and a nine millimeter 
you have 17 rounds in a nine mil or 16 in the magazine, one in the one in the chamber. You got 17 rounds to shoot. Maybe you I buy two of those. And you talking about I shotgun. got 34 rounds to shoot. You talk about shotgun. Look at what happened to RoboCop. <laughs> the 87 version yeah. bro them guys robbed that bank all they had was shotguns they ain't even had no handguns yeah and they they blew his ass to pieces <laughs> so you can't tell me a shotgun ain't lethal yeah so i i guess what i guess i don't know what people are asking for i wonder what people think that they're gonna get because i just don't i don't foresee it being that all guns are gonna be taken away because you'll you be going against that. the constitution well, and even if you had a way to change that, like if it's an old, outdated uh, law or or uh, amendment or whatever, you still have that big ass task of going house to house and collecting people's guns. There is no fucking way that can ever happen. Yeah, that would that would put the country into some kind of. I mean, dare I say it, it would be a war. It would, it would it would be a big problem. It would be. And and government going house to house, that just reminds me of those movies or it, or it reminds me of a communistic way to live where yeah. the government is truly controlling everything that's going on where they're going house to house searching your house cuz it can't be just turn in your guns. Well, I guess it could. You you tell everybody you need to turn in your guns, and if you get caught with one, you get some type of prison time, or you get some crazy fines, or you know. So they they might not actually go in your house and search through your things, but uh, and and, and then there's still that age old argument of the bad guys won't turn their shit in. You just right. un, you just disarmed all the good people, law abiding people. Right. Bad guys still don't have their shit, man. So it just doesn't work. Yeah. So it's it's not an easy thing to it's not an easy thing at all. They talk about well, what about in Europe? You know, or you know, they don't have all these gun issues and mass shootings there, bruh. Europe they blowing up trains over there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They they had that big when they didn't have like some big issue like a shooting in a th- they had a theater massacre recently, right? Uh, that was wasn't that some years ago? I don't remember. That was like last year, or the year before, or something. So. You know, it they they find their ways. They'll run a bus through a crowd. Yeah, bad people are gonna be bad people. But I, uh, and and this is and not to go back to the police thing, but that's what makes it even worse with that one is that, uh, that that's the actual people that you pay to protect you that's being put in a position where they claim that they're scared and they claim that they're fear for their life, and so they have to shoot people who didn't have guns. That's kind of fucked up. I saw one where a guy was laying on the ground. Like, he was laying down, did not have a weapon. He had, like, a toy. It was, like, a like a uh, mentally handicapped guy. Yeah. And he had, like, a toy or something. It wasn't even, like, a toy gun. It was, like, an airplane or some shit. And they shot him. It's just all bad. Man. And that's why, I, that's why, I, like, the nurse guy you know was next to him saying please do not shoot him he's not you know yeah he he's disabled and they still exactly. shoot him uh i don't want to go back to that <laughs> i feel that but, i feel that but man um as far as this gun thing i i'm not sure what whatever they come up with it has to be 
very practical. It has to be something realistic. And I don't think anybody can do that. Something that can actually work. You know, but we'll just take all guns away. That that doesn't work. Nah. nah Make bullets $5,000. Maybe that's maybe that works, but the crazy nah. people already got their ammo. Exactly. And then all of us, you know, then you start creating other, you know, uh, sometimes when you create fixes, you start creating other More problems, problems as well. Yeah, right. Yeah. You, you don't you don't think about the problems that your fix will create. Like we were just talking about, you make bullets five thousand dollars. There will be a black market for bullets, just like when they had the prohibition and they was like, look, ain't no drinking, no alcohol. You had people running moonshine from state to state. So there'll be people running bullets and making homemade guns and 3d printed guns and so it's, it's not Sling, slingshots might start popping again who knows oh bow and arrows you might be you need to be proficient in in bow and arrows man i was thinking about that man I, I got i got this walking stick one time when i was just driving about like on a trip to kentucky or something and i was thinking like man i need to get proficient with like the staff bow yeah like like to be really get my ninja shit on because <laughs> you never know man like you might not have that that you can't carry the gun uh i went to uh two things i went to the the serious well the willis tower um recently and i went to the circus today both places well i I just had a feeling both places would have metal detectors so i didn't go packing anything and sure enough, they did. Willis Tower, I get it. The circus, uh, well, thank goodness they have metal detectors and nobody's bringing anything in. Because that's definitely a place, a soft target for people to cause some, some shit. Yeah. You know, if they wanted to. So, so man, I don't... I, hey, we didn't claim to have the answers to to what needs to be done. Nah, nah, we definitely don't have the answers. But there is more shit happening in your America, Jaren. Apparently, there's a bomb guy who was making bombs and blowing up places in Texas. And you know what? I'm not even going to. So the thing that caught my ear when they finally, you know, got the guy and started investigating, and apparently he left behind some type of memoirs. I believe it was a video. They left behind. Um, I'm. I get done with my run, and the news is on, and I hear the sheriff talking about, okay, the kid had lost his job. This yeah. is the sheriff. The kid had yeah. lost his job. The kid was troubled. Um, the kid was having a really hard time in his life, and yeah. I'm listening at this shit, and I'm like, are they talking about the dude that was blowing shit up? I keyed Don't in. try to soften me that's, up. Don't that, try to tell me about his life. That's funny because I keyed in on that exact same thing. And I wrote down, the chief said, he's a challenged young man. What the fuck? Yo, I'm listening to this. So I just I just hear that they, that they found some information about him. They know who the guy is and all this shit. And they start talking. And the first thing that they talking about and I don't know what they were talking about beforehand. I just walked up. The TV was on. I'm in the gym. I just got done with my run. 
I just ran six and a half miles. I'm trying to get my breath together, get my heart, you know, my recovery down. And my heart rate went back up because they trying to tell me about this young man's troubled life. Like I give a shit. He was blowing shit up. He, he was, was hurting people. people up. Yeah, he was hurting people. I don't give a shit about what he was going. I don't care that he lost his job. I don't care that he had a hard life. I don't care it about any of that. And by the way, his family was saying like they didn't even know he was going through these troubles in this kind of way. Believe me, our family is really, really normal. Basically, they're saying they're a typical white family. So why are they trying to push? Why is the, the, the chief trying to push this narrative about this guy's history and how troubled his life is? I don't I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to care about that. And it again, this seems like I mean, I know you don't want to go there or you don't like, you know, trying to point to racism on this stuff, but it feels like it's racist again. Uh, when you had like the DC sniper shit, nobody called, you know, uh, what's his name? John Muhammad. Nobody called him uh, a troubled uh, man who, you know, just looking for a love. Uh, and he had a fucking kid with him and they charged him as a fucking adult. The right. Lee, Lee Malvo clearly, you know, he really didn't want to be involved in this stuff. But he had this grown man who he kind of knew as a father figure and kind of, you know, making him do it. But he's still about to get the death penalty. So, ah, man, <laughs> it seems like there's still some racist undertones to this, too, even when this, this one is actually him. hard to duck, though. This one, this one's hard for me. But but it's the same thing though. It's it's a different person talking about it. But we see it time and time again. We always see these examples of these guys being called, uh, you know, being labeled as mental illness or whatever. When yeah. little Pookie gets shot up, the, you know, up the street, Pookie ain't, you know, nobody saying that he had a mental illness. Man, dog. and them guys got mental illness for real. This guy killed two people and wounded six in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. And and he blew himself up right before SWAT finally got to him. And all like when you Google this shit, the first thing that pops up, even in the New York Times or excuse me, even in the Times, excuse me, not the New York Times, even in the Times, they talk about how he was a reserved young man who was in his 20s. And he was interested in gymnastics and he worked at this local microchip plant, but he he lost his job a year ago and he grew up on this quiet residential street. Why are you trying to make this shit a book, bro? You know, what? I think they try to paint it that way to kind of scare people. Again, the news wants to make this shit sexy. So they try to paint it this way to make you look at your neighbors like, oh, this could be my neighborhood. Oh, this can happen to anyone um, you know, this could be the guy I live next door to or li- my roommate or whatever. I guess that's why they try to paint it that way. And they they don't have an original bone in a fucking body. I've already seen where they're talking about there was a treasure trove of of this, this and that in the phone and in the car or whatever. <laughs> I can't remember what the last situation was where they found a treasure treasure trove. But I saw like a compilation of all the news people saying this is a treasure trove. And they said like said it like 500 times. (laughs) Right. 
is again they don't have an original bone in their body and this is just like these these things write themselves for them they probably just have like like a <laughs> like like they just have like a, a outline of what to put you know for these stories and they just fill in the names and see and, and so so this is what i'm getting at too is that old boy the young 22 year old black man who got shot down in his back in his grandmama's backyard mm-hmm. those were the the cops that roamed the streets those are probably you know um less prestigious cops if there was a hierarchy this 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 bomber who blew himself up you know he's capable of having bombs and you know he's blowing shit up. He's blowing people up. SWAT was approaching his car. Why they ain't just go shooting that homie car? They know he's in the car. They know he's blowing shit up. They know they, they want know to take he's him the guy. quietly. Huh? They want to take him quietly. That is that is a disparity, bro. That is and, and I don't <laughs> Man, I hate to believe that they just like, well, no, man, this is a little white kid who just lost his job, so he won't shoot us or he won't blow us up, so we're just going to approach his car. I would hate to believe that that's what it is, man. Hopefully, it's the fact that this was a SWAT team and they're experienced and they know how to handle these situations better. You know what I'm saying? They're they're the managers. They're not the they're not the customer service personnel. They're not the first person you walk up to who don't know what the fuck is going on. They're not the cashier. They're like the manager who's been through all kinds of training and they know what they're doing. And I'm not saying that is right because even the cashiers should be trained in de-escalating situations and know what the fuck is going on in the store. In this case, the police should be trained to de-escalate situations and know what's going on and 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 not have to kill unarmed people. But uh, this SWAT team was ready to. They they were actively approaching this car, and the bomber blew himself up. And you want to talk about trouble? So this guy in Sacramento, this young man in Sacramento, he was obviously troubled. I mean, he's twenty two years old. He's having to live with his grandma. He got some troubles. Why is he not being called a troubled young man? Yeah. Wait. How come we don't know none of his background though? How come we don't know like where he worked at or what he used to do or the fact that his home might have been broken or the fact that his home was a great home and he would just stand with his grandmother because he needed to help her. How come they're not painting the picture like where is that picture? How come I don't get to see his background? How come I don't know anything about, you know, I feel like the news is trying to make me feel sorry for this for this bomber. Now, now one of them did. Uh. Uh, the, the one of, I did see one story where they had like the grandma talking and he talking about you know basically that though that the the uh, you know guy had kids and that kind of stuff you know but the grandma had to ride for him the news is no yeah that's the him. grandma no the sheriff ain't coming out the the chief ain't coming out yeah. saying yeah hey man you know this guy he was doing the best that he could he had two jobs. Like, we don't hear nothing about this guy's past. All we know is he was the one breaking in car. And by the way, they don't know if he was the guy yet. No. But they, they let you believe that. that he was potentially the one that was breaking in cars. We know that's what but, they was looking for. And he fits some kind of description, I guess. Exactly. They he don't even know if he was the one. They, won't, they were, But they won't tell you. They, they, they don't talk about it like that. 
You know what I'm saying? They 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 talk about oh we're chasing this suspect and we chased him all the way to this backyard. Maybe they have information that knows that it was him and they just can't say that it's him yet. So it's got to be alleged. I don't know. But the bomber guy, they knew it was the bomber guy. And they was approaching a bomber guy's car. And he left back behind some information to tell why he was doing it and what he was doing and what his thought process was and how he felt like the cops were getting close to him. But that chief still got on that stage and that podium and got on TV and tried to tell us homie's whole life story like we should care yeah so they're trying to control how we feel about it that's not cool man that's definitely a disparity there's a disparity there and but when it's like a police shooting and they shoot like the unarmed black guy they try to be very straight laced and factual as far as you know not painting any picture in the sense of uh, to make you feel better about the the unarmed black person, that got I don't killed. even know if they're being factual though, dog. Because, um, well, I'm saying like they they say uh, today at six o'clock there was a police shooting um, of a suspect. You know, blah blah blah. Gotcha. You know, they they'll yeah. read it off like that. They're not right. calling. You know, they'll be like of a suspect, not of a young challenged black man or something like that. Yeah. You know? That that picture that was painted, bro, that it really burned me up that that's the way that it was being described, because you don't get that description. It's it's, it's not it's not what, what one would consider fair. And I know that life isn't fair. I know that the world isn't fair, but it's do it equally, man. Just make it equal as, as equal as possible. Because that's what we're looking for, some equality here. So if you're going to be looking into the history, into the background, because you take Michael Brown. You take Mike Mike Brown, they were definitely trying to dig into to his history and trying to talk about how how bad he was and trying to paint this type of picture about him. And and although this is still new, so they haven't had the chance to paint the picture yet. It took some time for Mike Brown before they started painting those pictures. It did take some time, but for this bomber kid, yo, right after he died, they started painting this picture about his troubled life, even though his family said that they had you know they they have a typical life. So it's a typical suburban white family in Texas. Yeah. So. All right. I, I said what I had to say about that. There's a disparity. It is clear. And things aren't fair. I understand that cops have feelings and emotions and they're scared. But this shit, something's got to, something's got to happen. We need to get together and figure something out here. Uh, government figure out because like i said maybe the way that you're putting police lives at risk isn't the best way to do it maybe that's part of the part of the reason having people chase other people on foot not knowing if they got guns or not maybe that's a problem yeah man and my final thought is uh i'm gonna leave it uh with another kanye west quotable that's why i hear new music and i just don't be feeling it racism still alive they just be concealing it but i know they don't want me in the damn club they even make me show id to get inside of sam's club yeah <laughs> yeah quotable quotable <laughs> they don't want me in the damn club <laughs> they still make me show id to get up in the sam's club that's true racism right. still alive. they just be concealing it <laughs> 
You can be listening to anyone in the world right now, however you listen to us, and we definitely appreciate it. Get us in your rotation. The homie Jaren said we should be the only thing that you're listening to. But if you beg to differ, you shouldn't be disagreeing with my homeboy. But if you beg to differ, at least get us in that rotation because we needs to be there. All right. We have another Corporate Streets production. It's called The Power Cast. Go check for it. All we did was took the book, The 48 Laws of Power. We read it. We ingested it. And we came up with our own examples to make it new, fresh, hip. You know, taking another mile for the old boy, OG Robert Green. So go check that out. Uh, what else I need to say about this? Oh, if you want to email us, you can hit us up yep. at thecorporatestreets at gmail.com. You need help handling the situation. You know how to get at us. You need to drop us a line. We are the advice connoisseurs. Twitter handle, at Corp Streets. And you know what you're listening to. This is the Corporate Streets Podcast. This is the podcast for people who consistently take their kids to get swimming lessons to break that black swimming stereotype. Meanwhile, you are the stereotype. Peace. Learn how to swim, people. And yeah, this was a heavy ass show, man. I'm, I'm like depressed after I have to prep for this. I, I don't ever want to do this for a very long time. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. And shout out to my to my granny, man. Tell her I love her again, just in case she can hear it on her way up to heaven. You know what I'm talking about? Because I know she's gonna be listening to the show in heaven. Tell God to edit all the curse words. And tell tell him to subscribe while you're there, though. <laughs> and tell him to rate and comment too. Yeah. <laughs> All right.